Welcome to episode 58. We are with the Rainmaker, uh, Mark Banyan, and we are going to talk about sales secrets. And I am going to pay the bills right now. But before I do that, I just want to say it's so good to be back home. I have been uh, traveling for the last two weeks, and I am so excited to be doing my show at my regular time. Thanks for, for all of you guys who were tuning in at weird times on Thursdays and Fridays. We're back on Monday, and this is our normal time, 12 Eastern uh, at noon. Um, every Monday, be here or be square. And with that, let me pay the bills. Sell a million. You have not read my book, Sell a Million. You are missing. You are missing it. 101 tips on how to sell a million dollars more this year. If you sell furniture or mattresses, this is the book for you. And my favorite Facebook group in the whole wide world is the Mattress Industry Network. These guys are retailers for retailers and for the entire industry. There's over 1,100 people in this group. Owners, regional managers, uh, you name it, RSAs, sales pros at retail, store managers, general managers, owners of manufacturers, you name it. They're in here over 1,100 strong and growing every day. The Mattress Industry Network will help you to network. It will help you to build your business and be more a more effective marketer of your business. And there's just lots and lots of resources. If you don't belong to the Mattress Industry Network Facebook group, do it today and thank me later. And with that, let me welcome my guest, Mark Banyan. And Mark, welcome to the show. Hello, Pete. Great to be here. How are you? So I don't want to embarrass you right off the bat, but I'm going to because I had to dig a little bit and I found out from people that you had this amazing career in the furniture business before you started your, your consulting and your coaching uh, and your motivational speaking business. And these were the words that were used to describe you. The most charismatic man I've ever met. A true rainmaker. And it kept coming over again and again. Rainmaker, 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 rainmaker. So we got to pick your brain about your selling secrets because, dude, you did something right. And how long was your career? It was like long, right? Like, yeah, I think it was uh, a little bit long. And I'm going to age myself here because it was actually, I started in 1975 when I was uh, in high school. I was in 10th grade and I started working at a retail furniture store. So first, before we get going, I just want to apologize a little bit for the raspy voice. Uh, just getting over COVID, something I thought I would never get. And there it was. So I apologize in advance if I get a little bit scratchy. But yeah, it dates back to 1975 and quite frankly, right up until recently. So I've got over 45 years in the furniture and mattress industry. That's, that is awesome. And congratulations on the start of your, of your new business. So you have met a lot of retail sales pros over the years, probably some amazing uh, guys and gals that were just absolutely phenoms on the sales floors. And you probably met a few duds along the way too. So let's talk about what separates the great ones from the not so great ones. Well, I, I certainly have met so many incredible people in this industry. It's such a, a great industry. Um, I think the thing that separates uh, anyone that's performing in any industry is to me, it's authenticity. Um, it's, it's being, it's listening to who you are and, and sort of being who you are. Uh, all of us, I, I believe that every person, uh, on the earth has special skills, special talents, and we're all created for a reason. So I think when we tap into that and when we can bring that, it's more a state of beingness. Uh, than doing this. So a lot of, we all have to do our stuff. We have to do our jobs. 
We have to support our families. We have to interact in our businesses. But I think when we can tap into who we are, what inspires us and so forth. So I, it really gets down to passion, enthusiasm, and authenticity, I believe. I'm sorry, I'm making notes because this is so good. Um, so let me ask you, I just want to dive just a little bit deeper. So I found my passion when I realized that selling was something that I did for somebody instead of to somebody. I, I, I learned that they're going to have the furniture a lot longer than I'm going to have the commission for selling the furniture. They're going to have the mattress for a lot longer than I'm going to have the commission for the mattress. And the only way I was really going to build a great business is if I sold in a way that the customer enjoyed, they didn't feel like they were put through a, uh, a washer and a dryer and uh, glad to get away from me, enjoyed the experience, and then referred other people and brought other people to see me. That's kind of where I found my passion when I, when I realized that what I was doing when I found the right furniture and the right mattresses for the right customer was really something special. And that, especially when it comes to the mattress business, you know, you have the three legs of, of wellness, right? You have diet, you have exercise and rest, and your mattress directly impacts rest, right? So once I kind of connected those dots, that's kind of off to the races. Before that, I, I was a little lost, Mark. What do you think? Well, I, I think I, I spent many years being lost because, you know, when you, when you first get into the industry and we're young, especially for those of us that go back into the 80s and the 90s when it was more of a sort of a Machiavellian time, it was kind of that era of kill or be killed. And we saw so many people starting businesses that were doing it for themselves. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you spoke about when you realized your success was when you realized that you were doing something for somebody else. And so people will do business with people that they know, that they like, and that they trust. And it goes back to that being who you are, being authentic, and thinking about what you can provide for other people. But I got to tell you, being honest, along the way, I got lost for many years early in my career. It was this, yeah, we're, we're going off. We and I see a lot of it today with, with young people, with the millennials. You know, we have, we have the, the, the oldest millennial is turning, just turned 40 in 2021. Wow. And yeah, it's really remarkable how that, that time flies. But, but I, I think at the end of the day, people will do business with people that they know, that they like, and they trust. I think we have to remember who we are and we remember why we're doing it. Hey, Patrick. Oh my Lord. Hello, Pete and Mark. Greetings from Canada. So Patrick, generational selling right there, Pete Primo. That is what you are describing. Yes, sir. I am. So Patrick Tinney, so that you know, Mark wrote this book, the bonus round. He wrote this book, Unlocking Yes, Sales Negotiation. And one of my favorite books, Perpetual Hunger, uh, Sales uh, Prospecting Lessons. Patrick lives in Canada, Mark, and he it was in the advertising business forever. And you want to talk about stories. He could tell us stories like going on forever and ever, Mark, just, just like you can. So thank you, Patrick, for being here. Hey, Patrick, what, who this is? This is a famous French Canadian. I've been waiting for you to come on the show for a long time. You know, this is Louis Cyr, the strongest man who ever lived. And to me, when I was about 14 or 15, I learned about Louis Cyr. And um, the dude lifted 553 pounds with his middle finger. I mean, just, just. At, astronomical strength at a time when there was no special diet or special training, none of that. I mean, he was born in, I think, 1863. 1863. 
and he died in 1918. So anyway, we digress. Let me go back to uh, this passion, enthusiasm, and authenticity. Um, if we don't tap into a bigger why that goes beyond ourselves and what we get, we're kind of stuck in the mud, Mark. We never really... When you're doing it for somebody else, you push a little harder. When you're doing it for somebody else, you get a little bit more creative. And I think that for most human beings, just the way we're wired, um, just doing it for us, just doing it for you know our financial well-being and not for the customer's lifestyle it just leaves me completely cold. And I really found that when I was doing it for my customer, for my dealer, for my consumer, that I was much more creative, much more uh, aggressive. And, and listen, selling's not easy or they wouldn't pay people money to sell, right? I mean, it's, it, it's not easy. And so, these people that were telling me about you being a rainmaker and being so charismatic, and I can see it already. Um, did that happen? The, the, the charisma part, did you always just naturally have it? Or did you kind of find that when you found your passion and your enthusiasm and your authenticity? Well, I think for me, it started, I, I had a, a, Kind of a unique childhood. I had, you know, was sort of born into this perfect little world. And then when I was eight years old, my life got thrown on its head and I ended up being in a very a situation of hopelessness. I was living in utter poverty deep in the woods of New Hampshire. And for myself, I uh, faced hopelessness uh, to severe degrees. And, it, and that's basically the topic of my memoir that, that's coming out soon. It's overcoming. My story is one about perseverance, overcoming, and the fact that it's never too late. And so I, I think what happened for me is it would just take a little glimmer of hope. I, I think of, uh, of that movie, Dumb and Dumber. There's a scene in the movie where, where he's, he's standing there and he looks at this beautiful girl and he's like, yeah, what's this chance of a guy like me getting a date with a girl like you? And she's like, oh, one in a billion. And he goes, Yes, there is a chance. So for me, early on in life, I, I love that 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 clip because it really signifies it doesn't take much to remind us of hope. But what I think happens to us, my dad had a a saying when it, when I was little, he'd say it a lot, and I I really love this saying: when you're up to your butt in alligators, it's hard to remember that your mission was to drain the swamp. So I think for all of us, going back to the sales and going back to the reason we do it, we're all inherently drawn to want to make the world a better place. Uh, we're inherently drawn to want to help other people. And when we do that, we get a great sense of satisfaction. But sometimes we start these businesses, we're facing the bills, the challenges, the employees, the competition, the marketplace, uh, pandemics, whatever comes our way, and we forget who we are. We forget our why. We forget that deeper why. We find ourselves up to our button alligators. So I think going back to that why and remembering that is is really important. I think it's a pivotal uh, turning point for us to get to remember what we're doing and why we're doing it. There you go. You know, Mark, you've said that twice to me and twice. Uh, this scene comes into my head and it's from the Lion King. And it's when his father says, remember who you are. And I would say that to all retail salespeople right now, sales pros, but I would say that even more to store owners. Guys, gals, you've been put through the ringer the last two years. Absolutely. Remember who you are and what your why is. And it's bigger than just feeding your family. And that's important. And that's really important. We should never lose track of that. 
but it's bigger than that. You were making a difference in people's lives. And then we got shut down. And then the supply chain and the crazy price increases almost like and some furniture companies were given price increases more than once a week uh, for weeks on end. Um, so you guys have been put through a lot, but remember who you are and remember your why, because if you remember that, that is your North Star. That is where you will find a place to get your feet back underneath you and shake off some of this stuff. And we're not all the way through it. There's still upward pressure on prices and furniture and mattresses right now still exists. And furniture is still being badly affected by supply chain concerns and mattresses to a lesser degree. But still, deliveries aren't being made every week. They're being made every two to three weeks on an average. So thanks for, uh, th thanks for giving me that imagery in my head. Remember who you are from the Lion King. Um, well, I think so we... We, I think Go we ahead. need to remember also that, you know, we, we spend so much time sort of branding our business, deciding who our business is and what the brand is and this and that. What we have to realize is people today, uh, they want to know who we are. They want, you are the brand. If you're running that business, you are the brand. And, and I think that it, it's interesting because going back a few years back, if you asked people, uh, what do they want to get out of a coaching session? What do they want to get out of a book? Uh, Self-help books were were so huge. They still are today. And and what people often would say they wanted to get out of a book or out of a course or out of a lesson was, you know, motivation, inspiration, and things like that. And those are lofty goals and those are great things. But I, I did an interesting practice in the process of writing my recent book and I did a survey of people, of my target audience. And I asked those questions to them, like, you know, what, what's their biggest fear in life? What's keeping them up at night? And lastly, I asked them, what do they want to hear? What do they need to learn and hear? And ironically, the answer came back, the truth. I don't want any more BS. I'm tired of BS. I want the truth. I want authenticity. So I go back to that, that people today are really wanting to do business with people that they know, they like, and they trust. And in order to achieve that, we need to be vulnerable. We need to be authentic. We need to be real. We need to get out in front of our community. Now, obviously, as an independent uh, mattress store, independent retailer, uh, and this has gone on for, for decades, you're up against some major chains, major big box stores that have the product, that can deliver, that can keep the, you know, they're buying a little smarter sometimes. So what differentiates you, what keeps the people coming to you is you. They want to do business with people that they like and that they trust. And so I think it's very important for us to remember when we're up to our button alligators that our mission was to drain the swamp. Our mission was we got into this for a reason. We got into this because we're passionate people love what we do. We love who we help and we love our customer. And so, so sorry, I didn't mean to off on a tangent there. You're asking your question. Go ahead. No, that was wonderful. You are the brand is probably some of the best advice anybody has ever given on my show. You are the brand. Dial that in. Store owners, you are the brand. And by the way, my sales rep brothers who watch this. And by the way, thank you, George, Mary, Stan, Jim. I appreciate you guys all coming up to me at market when I think nobody's listening and, and telling me that you're listening. Please make comments. That would help. But you are the brand. Anything else can be copied. All right. And that's very important. And I, I just want to dive a little bit into you said something and you said it quickly and you almost skipped over it and it was it's so big it deserves to be dove into and explored a little bit more so <clears throat> we've got this thing going on in our in our society 
And that's this perfection thing. And, you know, Facebook has really, so people, they post these things and everything's like perfect. And, and one of my, my, you know, I don't like it when I see any, any couple breaking up, but, you know, I, I kind of laugh because everything was so perfect and now you're divorced. How did that happen? Everything in Facebook was perfect. I mean, and then now a week later, you're, you're divorced. I understand things happen and I'm not trying to be mean or cruel or anything. I want to unravel this thing about being vulnerable and being vulnerable has a lot to do with not, not going along with the society drift of, of creating this image of perfection. You know, one of the things that I love about you, Mark, you talk about your childhood, you talk about, you know, uh, some of the emptiness and, and you being vulnerable like that makes me go, I felt those things when I was younger. I didn't have it nearly as bad as you. I thought I had it horrible. I, I've learned that I was so blessed. It's ridiculous. But I thought I had it bad. I think we all think we have it bad. Then we meet people that have it, have it worse than we do. This be vulnerable thing is bigger than you realize. So I have store owners a lot of times. They say, you know, I don't want to be the voice of my store. I don't want to be on the commercials. I don't want to, you know, I don't, I stutter. I, I do this. I do that. You know, I, I, I'm not as handsome as I want to be, or I'm not as pretty as I want to be. Guys, gals, let me tell you something. Your imperfections make you more attractive to your customers because that customer's going, that's me. I'm just like that dude. I'm just like that dude, dad. I'm just like them. I like them. I want to go be with them. <laughs> and yeah, my kids are raucous too. And, uh, you know, share things about your family, share things about your pets, share things that you think maybe in our perfectionism, we think we shouldn't share, share some of those things um, and be vulnerable and be completely open because this thing about wanting the truth, there is a hunger in America right now for the truth more so than ever before. They're sick of watching phonies on TV. They're sick of fake people, whether they own stores or they're politicians. It doesn't matter. People want the truth. If you can be a truth teller and you can bring them into your world and into your why, why did you open your store? What do you do for people? What are the outcomes? Here's pictures of happy customers. Here's pictures of happy employees that work for us. Here's a video of a happy customer. Here's a video of a happy employee. Share all that stuff. Be you. If you be you, you will blow your competition away because they are so busy trying to copy what they perceive to be perfection. And here's the truth. And, and Mark was in the liquidation business. so. Mark's going to back me up on this. I know, I know you better back me up, Mark. No, I just can't. I'll back you up. Nah, so you're copying someone who's probably going out of business. You're probably copying somebody who's doing it all wrong. Chances are in this industry, I see so many things that are done wrong, whether it's furniture or mattresses. You're probably copying somebody who's barely treading water or going down for the count. And you think they're successful. Because one moment of one day you went by and you saw a bunch of cars in the parking lot and now you think they're super successful and they're not. Mm. Hey, Steve. Steve sponsors my show. You can't handle the truth. I know that. That's been going through my head too. I got Jack Nicholson coming up. You want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Anyway, that's Jack. Uh, Patrick, the truth and the show up factor. Yeah, show up factor is huge. When things are not perfect, you know what? Don't duck. Owners don't duck when things are bad. Reps, especially reps, don't duck your owners when they need you the most. When it gets bad and the bullets are flying overhead, dig into that foxhole with your owner and let them know you're on their side. 
All right. The truth and the show up factor. When things are not perfect, not everyone wants to be treated the same. They want to be treated as an individual. Boy, wisdom. That's uh, 50 years. Andy Friedman. Andy, you're the reason we have Mark on. Thank you. Mark, you've worked with lots of retailers. What are the commonalities you have got stores in that have gotten stores in trouble? Thanks. Hmm. Interesting question. Yeah, great question. Hello, Andy. Yeah. Um, I, I have worked with a lot of retailers. I over the 40 plus years, I actually worked in 48 of the 50 states and all across Canada. I was in the liquid liquidation industry. I owned retail stores a period of time. I ran rug galleries and other retail stores. So I've been involved in all aspects of the furniture business over the years. Um, I think that what gets people in trouble, the commonalities are, are getting into sort of a rut, forgetting who we are, forgetting that why. Although I think things are very different now. You said, Pete, you just said a mouthful and a bunch of what you said. You use the word video. You use the word put yourself out there. So I think the model's a little bit different. Going back to the days of Levitt's and Wicks and Rhodes and, you know, all these major chain stores. Um, we, you know, I, I think today really what gets us in trouble is forgetting that why and trying to put on a false self. Um, there's a, an author that I love. His name is Donald uh, Miller. And he just came out with a new book that I just got. It's Hero on a Mission. Now, mm. I, I just started reading this book, but he talks about the fact that, listen, we all write our own story. Where we all read a book or we listen to a story, there's always a hero, there's a villain, there's a protagonist, and there's a guide and so forth. And he talks about how the fact that we can all, any day, sit down with a new book and rewrite our story. So I think we drift away from our why. I think we drift away from the reasons we started. We get wrapped up in what's happening out there in the business. We get wrapped up in the noise of the outside world that's telling us this and telling us that. And then what we do is we try to look to other people and we want to be like that. When the fact of the matter is that we're all unique, we have all been given a special gift. We have all been put on this earth. We were actually created for a special purpose. And we got to dig deep into our faith, I believe, to who we are and be us. Um, so I think that, that the commonalities are losing sight of that and trying to emulate someone else that isn't, you know, who we are or what we are. When you have an independent retailer up against a Levitz back in the day, you know, it, you, you're not a Levitz and so forth. So um, you mentioned something else, Pete. You used the word video. And I think you really said something that, that I don't want to brush over. It, it's real important for any owner, any brand, because you are the brand, very important to show yourself. It's no different than being out in your community. It's no different than being part of your church or part of your local community or part of, you know, you're, you're visible and you're just you. And when you're with your family, when you're with your trusted friends, they love you for who you are. And none of us are perfect. And we're just simply not. And we've got to stop. There's so much of this self-help, self-actualization, self-realization. You know, forget about self, self, me, me, me. And start thinking about other people and start thinking about why we were put on this earth in the first place. So in this book, Hero on a Mission, he says, start out by writing your obituary. And I, again, wow. I haven't read the book yet because I just got it. But let's think about that. Let's think about if we actually started out by writing our obituary. Because at the end of the day, there's going to be the end of the day for all. And what really do we take with us? What really do we leave behind? What do we want to be remembered at? And, and so if we start thinking about that now, we want to be remembered as people that made a difference. We want to be remembered as people that broke chains or turned people in a good direction or helped other people that were in need. So I think we've got to take a, a step back. We've got to take a deep dive into our faith. We got to talk about what we were created to be and why we're here. And we got to get 
out there to people and just be that. So like for me, this is all very new for me as I spent years with the false bravado, the false self, you know, we have to put on this act of that person that we're acting in the theater of life. And I spent many years because I ran from demon. So there's a big difference in between, between being drawn to something that we want to be versus running from something that we're, that haunts us or chases us. I spent, being honest, I spent a lot of my life running from those childhood demons. I, I knew there was some place that I was being called to be. I knew there was a reason I was here and I couldn't quite grasp it. So instead, I just kept running for what I didn't want to happen. And the difference between being drawn to versus running from is when you're drawn to, you have perseverance. When you're running from something, you have discipline. The discipline, it, it, it revolves around punishment, hard work, effort, pain, resolve. I'm going to do this because I'm going to discipline myself. I'm going to fight through it. I'm going to you know, kill myself till I get where I want to be. But perseverance is different. Perseverance is this ability to endure in spite of hardships because we're so drawn to the goal that we're headed towards. So I think, again, really just taking that step back to that authentic self, put a video out there, make it your brand. We have an even playing field with social media. You won't be able to buy as many TV commercials as the you know, 300 store national giant, but you can certainly get out there on LinkedIn and Facebook and your local community. And you can certainly put out a video. So my new, this is new thing for me. I put out these videos. I don't script them. I don't rehearse them and I don't edit them. And, you know, it's just like, it, because it's not going to be authentic. And there's plenty of, you know, some, some are awful. Some are, you know, hopefully good, but it's me. It's who I am. It's what I believe and so forth. So. Pat, that's awesome. That's advice that we can all take. Let me see what Patrick said. We are all walking and talking brands. Agree with Mark. Our personal gift is our belief and our core that makes us believable and reliable set of repeatable promises. Yeah. It's very well said, Patrick. Thank you. Very well said. So I'm going to take a little halftime break. I read one of my chapters and it's very short. Can I grab you one second? Yeah. I think you should read chapter 94, Video Sales. Chapter <laughs> 94. Okay. I'll help you with your commercial. Go you ahead. Now I'll, I'll be quiet. You and Steve. All right. 94 on page 134, Video Cell. Because they are more fully engaged in our senses, when your customer reads print, their eyes are engaged. When they see video, their ears are engaged as well. Some customers are visual learners. Some are audio learners. Why not stack the deck? That's what using video is all about in your marketing. One of the most effective uses of video is on a welcome page of a website. The in and by the way, your welcome page of your website is your new front door. That's the first contact you're going to have with many of your customers. The entire book, this entire book has been dedicated to differentiation of your store. The greatest differentiator is you. The store owner should warmly welcome their new potential customer to their website, briefly state your mission and point them to your valuable free information that will serve as a lead capture for your marketing. Your opt-ins will dramatically increase by using video the way I described above. Do it now. And then I have Ben McClure from Gardeners. But as you can see on the screen, Mark does this himself very well. What do you say, Mark? You say. Yep. I think that, uh, I think video is just a way of people seeing you for who you are in your environment. Uh, I recently moved to Colorado. I, I spent the past 30 plus years in Connecticut and on a whim, my wife and I moved to Colorado and God blessed with an amazing wife, been married 34 years. Uh, I always say God knows why she stayed with me because I sure don't. But uh, over, those, uh, over those years that I was a workaholic road warrior, I spent about 210 days 
a year on the road. I wow. worked 80 hour weeks and 60 hour weeks and all that crazy stuff. Um, liquidation business was quite busy for a lot of years, but, but, uh, we ended up in Colorado and I just, for me, it's like heaven. It's just so beautiful out here in the mountains. So I love going for hikes. I love going, walking out there and, and I really find that connecting with nature. And I think it's really important for all of us that are running businesses that are working really hard. It's okay to work hard, but it's really important to balance it out. So, and there's just different yeah. seasons in life when we're driven towards different things. And, you know, I, I look today towards the millennials and, and there's been such a shift in them over the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, so many of them are all of a sudden waking up and they're in the throes of building their families, building their careers. And they had this whole impression of what it all was going to be like, what, like we all did when we came through our twenties and charged out into the world in our thirties and we're going to conquer and take no prisoners and be king of the hill and all the stuff that some of us thought we were going to do. And then all of a sudden you wake up and, and you realize that, uh, you know, you're up to your button alligators and you're, you're kind of like, what am I doing? Why am I here? And the noise of the world becomes overwhelming. So I think that my message to anyone that's out there that's running a business, yes, it does take a lot, especially retail. It takes a lot of hours. It takes a lot of holidays. There's a lot of sacrifice, but very important that you balance that off with things that feed you, that feed your soul, that feed who you are, that feed that ambition in you and that drive in you, that replenish you. And for me, it's nature. Uh, you know, some people it's an ocean, some people it's mountains, a lake, other people it's reading, somebody it might be knitting. I don't know. Whatever it is that brings you peace and reconnects you is very, very important. And so those hikes I take, I, I'll walk out and all of a sudden. Yeah, there's, I walk every day or hike every day or try to run when I'm not getting over COVID. And, um, you know, it, it, it's interesting that, 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 it just, that's when the inspiration comes to you. So, so if you're in the throes of work, if you're in the throes of doing it and you're battling a battle, you know, keep the fight and, and work hard, but take a pause to step back. Remember who you are. Remember what the mission is. Remember why you're doing it and, and get recharged and then go back at it. And when that happens, you know, your employees see it, your customers see it, the people around you see it and water seeks its level. And like energy attracts like energy. So I go back to it. Just be vulnerable, be truthful, be real, be authentic. It is the word of the uh, 2020s. Um, you know, back in the, in the 80s, uh, the message was kill or be killed. Take no prisoners. You know, uh, yeah, king of the hill. You know, uh, there's a rug out, there's a rug under your feet. And someone's going to pull it out. So, you know, don't spend too much time on any particular rug. And today it's a different message. The message is people are tired of it. People are tired of divisiveness. People are tired of conflict. People are tired of BS. They're tired of hearing stories. They're tired of being led down a path. And it was very telling that survey that I did to, to my readers when unanimously they all came back with, I just want the truth. I just want the truth. That's all they wanted. And, and you know what? Saving a couple dollars doesn't beat the truth. Doing business with someone you want to do business with because you like them, you know them and you trust them. You don't need the lowest price. And it's about time prices went up in the mattress and furniture business. We had decades of, you know, price going down and going down and going down. I mean, in the seventies, you paid more for a sofa than you were paying in the two thousands, you know? So. It's, it's, you know, it's enough. There's a, and people realized during COVID when the supply chain got disrupted, when people suddenly were spending all that time on their sofas, they realized the value to getting a quality piece of furniture. And the other thing that, that I would point out now is, is we spent years, years ago, about 10 years ago, the whole topic was millennials, millennials, millennials. We got to figure out these millennials, you know, they, they have no brand loyalty. They, they, you know, they, it's all Wayfair and Amazon and they shop online and, and, you know, and so forth. Well, guess what? I have two millennial children. 
And all of a sudden they have babies and all of a sudden they have careers. And all of a sudden they care about the quality of what they're putting in their house. All of a sudden they're waking up and they're in their thirties and they're going, wow. And, and, you know, now they, they're seeking brand loyalty. They're, they're seeking loyalty to something that speaks to them. So get your brand out there. Remember who you are, why you're doing what you're doing and get out in front of your audience, get out in front of your customer, get out in front of your community and just be you. Don't be anybody else. And you are enough. You are more than enough. You're special. You're great. You know, we're all, you know, created for our purpose here. So that's my. That's your story and you're sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. Yeah. I think it's a great story. And listen, for those of you who just joined us, Mark had a 45 year career in the furniture industry. And most of that career, when he didn't own his own stores, he was working with store owners that were making hard decisions, very difficult life-changing decisions. Do I liquidate and try to stay in business? Do I liquidate and go out of business? I want you to share with us some of those Mm -hmm. lessons that you've learned and advice that you would give to store owners that you know, they're probably a little bit tired right now. I mean, the last two years have been unparalleled. And, you know, I'm a I'm a new I'm a newbie, Mark. I've only been at this for 40 years. So you've got me by a good five years. And um our our store owners would probably value your advice since you've owned your own store and you worked with so many store owners over your career and you've seen things that were done really great and things that were done not so great. What would your advice be coming out of this? And, you know, there, God willing, there's going to be an end to these price increases um, at, at, at some point. But uh, what I'm hearing from you so far is turn off the noise. Be you, be your brand, be authentic. What else would you tell you tell our store owners? Maybe, Sorry. maybe it's something not to do. You know, did you ever walk into a situation where you looked at the store and you're like, oh my gosh, what did I? I'm supposed to run a liquidation. I got to do 20 things to get this thing ready to even put them out of business. Well, I think you, you ask a, a, a great question and I, I think it gets down to, you know, for me, I spent a lot of years in a business that I loved hating and hated loving. You know, it's like I, it, it's one of these things that you get into and you end up, oftentimes we end up being really good at something. But, you know, I, I think that everything has a season, right? So there is a season to everything. And there are a lot of businesses that, that live their season. And if, if, if I'm speaking to a store owner that is, is still in the midst of, of their season and they're just discouraged, then I simply say, persevere, you know, persevere. Don't discipline. Don't fight. Just persevere. Remember what you're doing. Remember why you're doing it. And try and excellence, you know, the little things count. It is the little things. It is, I mean, honestly, I I read your book and going through the tips in there, you know, from housekeeping to to you know, bathrooms being clean, you know, the stuff that happens. One of the things I noticed the most, I would say, that was one of the most remarkable things in the businesses that were going out of business is I would go in a store. And I walked in the front of many that were pristine. The store looked beautiful. It was displayed. It was clean. The floor was vacuumed. And the very first thing that I would do is ask to use the restroom. And when I went to the restroom, if the restroom was dirty, I could, I would walk out to my partners and I'd say, the books and records are going to be a mess. And they're like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. not telling you when we go to try to figure out, you know, customer deposits and customer orders and what's on order and all this stuff, it's going to be a mess. 
And, and you would see by the parking lot, you would see by the dumpster behind the store that was overflowing or the trash that was blowing in the parking lot or the dust was, that was in the corner or the rug that was hanging off a rug rack or the, the pillow display that was rolled over on the floor or a dirty bathroom. It's the little things and the behind the scenes things. So you can put a facade on the front of it, but at the end of the day, it's the behind the scenes things that count. Because that shows the character and that shows the care that you, that you have in it. So, you know, a lot of companies, uh, you know, went out of business that didn't deserve to go out of business. People don't deserve to suffer. They didn't earn to suffer. Business is tough. I had multiple businesses in my life and multiple failures. Um, so it's part of the process. There are, you know, there's a season for everything. Um, so I, I just feel that, that, you know, at some point, take a step back. And if you're not happy doing what you're doing, then figure out what your highest ambition is in life. Take a deep dive in yourself and say, well, if I could do or be anything in the world, what would I do or what would I be? But remember, it's, it's more being this than doing this, you know? So because we all, you know, wish we, yeah, we might want to be a president or be a this or be a that, but but at the end of the, the, the day, you know, it's, it's really, you know, how we're being when we're doing what we're doing. So I would just say to yeah. people, you know, take a deep dive, um, ask yourself what you would, do, you know, do if you could do anything. And if you're doing something you're not happy with, move along. And if it's, if it's just a tough, you know, bump at the road, then double down, persevere. Remember what you're doing it for. Remember what the mission is. Pay attention to the small things and just keep your head down and keep working at it because, you know, life goes on and it will, all this stuff passes. You know, <clears throat> you have been a coach and a consultant and a motivational speaker really, not just recently, but, but you've been all those things for over 40 years. You have had to lift up a store owner and say, we're going to make this happen. We're going we're gonna to make this happen. And this is what we're going to do. Follow this game plan with me. And we're going to make this happen. And it's going to be really, really good for you. And sometimes you literally <laughs> have to pick somebody up because they're so beaten down, right? And they yep. just need, you know, I have walked into stores prior to a GOB team coming in, okay? One of my first jobs was I was on a GOB team, all right? And I was actually lucky enough to go in and scout out some of these before. And you could just see the salespeople on the floor, the owners in the store, they were beaten down. They just, they had no hope. They had no energy. And when you bring in this new crew with all this energy, they haven't heard all the no's. They haven't, you know, seen all the things that that went wrong. And it, it's amazing how just added the attitude and the energy that you can bring into a situation. So one of the things that I would like to say to every store owner is this. Take time out of your day. And, and I know it's hard. And, and Listen, you have to learn to say no to some things to create some space to be able to do something that's really important. And here's the important thing I want you to do. I want you to get out of working in your business just for a few moments every day and work on your business. Be the CEO of the business, not the janitor, not the phone answerer. You've got to create space. It's hard to do. I understand in a small store, it's hard to do. But the one thing that I would really encourage you guys to do, and, and I've done this several times and I'm doing it right now. If you have never hired a coach or a consultant, please do it. You owe it to yourself. Let me, let me just tell you why. Because no matter how good you are, no matter how talented you are, no matter how, <laughs> how creative you are, somebody with a different set of eyes can help you so much 
And listen, you don't have to be uh, in a year-long or five-year-long coaching program. You might get out of what you need out of a coaching program in six months. And actually, literally, the best coaches that I know in the world coach you out of their program. They don't want you perpetually in their program. They want to identify the things that you need to help you and then get you doing the right things and then get you out. Because when you have great success, your coach is going to get the very thing that you want from your customers. And that's a testimonial. And that's a referral. And that's a five-star online review. So spend some time thinking about what I'm saying and just don't dismiss it out of hand. And if you're the smartest guy in the room, let me just say this to you. You're in the wrong room. Trust me. (laughs) There's somebody smarter than you, no matter how smart. And I work with smart business owners every day. And I learn something from every one of them. And I learn... I learn from the not so smart business owners too. I learn something every day because you know what? My antennas are up. I want to learn. And if I could give you one gift, it's that. Put your antennas up and want to learn. Open up, be open and responsive to this idea of working on your business, not just drawn into every little thing in your business. It's hard to create when you're small, but you have to create that space and hire a coach. And with that, Mark, you are the absolute perfect coach for anyone that has a furniture or a mattress store because you have such a deep well. It, that well is so deep. There's probably not a situation that you have not seen. Uh, in your 45 years of of doing liquidations and owning your own business, I mean, you know what it feels like to be told ten times in a row, "Just look at it." And I'm gonna, you know, think about it, and I'm gonna measure, and I'm gonna call you back, and and then nothing. Pete, this is Andy Friedman, our friend. Pete, coaching is important. I've hired a chairman of the board. Keep me out of trouble. That's huge, Andy. That is huge. Pete learns from me. The not so smart business owner, LOL. No, Steve, actually, I I would put you towards the top of the smartest ones, actually. Um, keep sending me those checks, by the way. I love my sponsorship <laughs> with you, Steve. Uh, Patrick Tinney, some businesses and people have to hit bottom before they can accept the new plan that will help them rethink and commit to a new strategy that will force their competitors to now react to the new strategy. This is what creates new movements and tipping points. Wow. I know this because I've helped I've helped newspapers do this. Think of the scale of these businesses. Yeah, you're 100% right, Patrick. Wow. This has been one of our like best shows ever in terms of people jumping in and asking questions and Mark, you're lighting it up, dude. Now, it's great to be here. I really enjoy it. You know, you did say something though. There's probably not a situation I haven't walked into, and that you know, surprisingly, there always is. There seems to be, you know, something new that comes along. You know, life is in flux. Uh, life is about change. Circumstances change. We can change. And you know, I, honestly, I think we just we just dig deep and listen to that higher voice within us, and and just follow our hearts. And those of you who are are watching on video on, on Facebook or LinkedIn, um, and you haven't seen the the entire show, and you want to go back, it this is published as an audio podcast on every platform known to mankind. Um, wherever you like to uh, to to listen to podcasts, go there. You will find it, um, Chris. Uh, 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 Chris Stone, my producer, does a great job of getting this stuff out uh, everywhere. So, so do that. I want you to hook up with Mark. I want you to get in touch with him. What's the best way to get in touch with you, Mark? Uh, really through my uh, website, Mark A. 
bannon.com. There's a middle initial A. So markabannon.com. And on that website, you can sign up for my email list. Uh, on my email list, I send periodic videos. Typically once a week, I post when I'm not down with COVID. But um, I send a, a <laughs> weekly video. I missed it last week. Um, and so some different updates from time to time. Nothing crazy. Uh, you can also join my email list by texting the word CAVE, C-A-V-E, to 44144. So that, that's the best way to reach me. You shoot me an email. Uh, my email is just mark at markagannon.com. And I'm, I'm happy to uh, help in any way that I can. I, I love the industry. I love people. And I love helping people. So especially at this stage in life, it's, it's just a real gift to be able to sort of pay back. I had some amazing mentors in my life. That's a topic for a whole other session. Uh, yeah. Mentors are very important. But so, so anything that I can do to mentor, to help coach, to, to just, or just give inspiration, uh, even if it's just yeah. a call and uh, I'm available and I welcome that up. I uh, I thank God every day for the mentors that God put into my life because, mm -hmm. dude, I'm going to tell you right now, I was lost when I first got into this. And, and I just had tremendous mentors all along. Uh, Patrick Tinney, accepting positive risk is the key. Do not fear it. Embrace it. Yes. Yes. We all fear. have to get comfortable with risk. Fear is the opposite of faith. And at yes. the end of the day, I think what the world is streaming for today, they're streaming for truth. They're streaming for authenticity and, and faith. You know, fear is the opposite, polar opposite of faith. Um, so double down on your faith. Think of your higher calling, why we're here, what we're here to do, and, and, and just go be happy. Go live. It's only a movie. Well, listen, this was amazing. And we're going to have to do a whole nother session about mentors. When your book is ready to be published, send us the link and we will update all of our descriptions uh, so that people can just click on that link and they can uh, get the book. I want, I want a copy of that book and I want to click a link and buy the book because um, just from talking to you for this hour, Mark, and let, let me tell you something. I had a really difficult time not calling you ahead of time. I know that we talked briefly for a moment or two, just getting to know each other. But I've always felt that I wanted to keep the spontaneity and the magic in the moment on the podcast. And I didn't want to ever pre-plan anything. But it took a lot of discipline not to call you ahead of time because I felt so many of the things that you said you felt as a young person. And uh, I will tell everybody listening this. We've all had different life experiences, some tougher than others, some just different. And one of the worst lies that we can tell ourselves, because you see a happy, smiling person here, does not mean I haven't had pain in my life, does not mean I haven't had challenges in my life. And it doesn't mean that Mark hasn't either. And get on his website and read and listen. And when his book comes out, buy the book. And the other thing that I wanted to say very quickly is the assumption that you're making as a business owner is if I call, you know, Mark and I start talking to him that I'm on the dime and I'm going to owe him a bunch of money. That's not true. The no. first time he talks to you, that's on him. He's just going to see if there's a good fit. And if there's a good fit, you know, and if he can help you, this dude's a giver. I'm telling you, I barely know him, but I know from the little bit that he's a giver and he wants to give back. He's had a great career and he wants to give back and he wants to help everybody and especially people in the industry that he that he loves. So, Mark, you get the last word, brother. Well, it's just, it's really an honor to be here. What you just said is very true. Um, I've gotten, it's been probably the most fulfilling thing of my career 
is recently just getting a random call from somebody I met 20 years ago saying, you know, I just read a couple chapters on your website. Uh, I have a couple sample chapters that tell a little bit of that childhood uh, story of growing up in a cave. Uh, I quite literally and figuratively grew up in a cave in poverty. And, um, um, you know, this person just surfaced after 20 years and said, I'm feeling empty. I'm feeling lost, you know. And we spent some time speaking on the phone and sharing our stories. And you hit it on the head, Pete. Everyone has a story. You know, like my story is not special. We all have a story. Some people it's neglect. Some people it's abuse. Some people it's illness. Some people it's poverty. Some people it's abandonment. But somewhere along the way in our life, we're born into this world of perfect self. And somewhere along the way in life, all of us reach a point where we don't measure up. And it introduces this concept to us of shame. And, and then we put on this sort of false self that goes out about the world acting. So at the end of the day, it's about authenticity. It's about going back to that true self, that original self, that pure self, and just be you. And, and that's, that's really all I have to, to, to say. It's just been a real pleasure to be here. And, you know, anything I can do to help anyone out there in business or, you know, off the record as just a casual conversation, I welcome it. As you can tell, I like to talk. So be happy to talk with people. Thanks, Mark. This has been a blast. If you own a retail store or you're a sales rep and you want some coaching, jump on his website. And if you're just curious about him growing up in a cave, jump on the website and, and you know, Mark is a fascinating guy that he's a treasure from our industry. And we, uh, we would be cheating ourselves if we don't fully explore opportunities to work with Mark because it's going to do nothing but help us all. So thank you, Mark. And with that, that's a wrap. Thank you so much. Thank you.